Welcome to our 12th TankoCast. Wow, it's been a year then. That's right. Yeah.、Um, so, who is our guest? Our guest this year is someone that we really love and miss from Pixar. One of our favorite people.、Uh, Pete Sung. So, Pete is someone,、uh, and he's one of the greatest artists in the industry, but I knew of him、uh, as a son of an art supply store、uh, owner because、uh, when I used to work at Blue Sky、um, back in New York, his father、uh, had this art supply store. I think he still has.、Um, he talks about it a bit. Yeah, his dad was so proud of Pete. They always talked about Pete.、Um, Yeah, and there's a lot of reason to be a proud dad. Just,、uh, I remember the first time I met Pete, it was, he had done all these little thumbnails for Nemo, beautiful little compositions in the art department. And then, next thing I knew, he was working downstairs animating.、Um, and then, you know, I remember looking over, he was storyboarding on The Incredibles. And when I was working on Ratatouille, he was the voice of Emil.、Um, his contributions to the industry grew and grew and grew, eventually becoming the director of Partly Cloudy. Um, a short he did, and then also, of course, The Good Dino. Eventually, yes, he's the feature film director at Pixar. And、uh, really, the way he communicates, not only he's skillfully talented, but、mm-hmm. he's incredible at communicating with people and make people excited and inspired. Yeah, it's almost like with all the accomplishments he has, I still feel like the greatest thing that Pete manages is to be a sincere person. Both in the way he leads and the way he talks about things. And I think a lot of, he's one of those people that we keep coming back to is like more Pete and everything is, is a good thing.、Um, so, yeah, so we have、uh, some nice clips of Pete directing on Good Dino、mm-hmm. um, and a little clip that we're able to share. Something、Dino. we can all learn from. Great. He's cautious, and so I'll, I'll, I'll feel that. I'll feel that with you. And、uh, not that I'm going to be super scared about it. But at the same time, I keep as simple as that can be in terms of like, okay, so we're up here, he's supposed to do something. I can get that feeling, and he's not really doing it. You know, I'll get him going. Fear,、uh, not on this one, in the next shot. Yeah, but we won't see a raptor, we'll just see grass moving.、Mm-hmm. Pitches and stuff, I'm changing the design. Oh, I love it. it. Oh, I love it. Making it a little more teethy, a little more. Oh, yeah. And there's and there and there's still you still got a funny like scrawniness to them, which is great. Yeah. And I feel like ooh, all those head shapes too, that's really cool. Dice, how's your family? Good. Yeah? Good, 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 good. Yeah. Is it how old? He is four and a half. Four and a half? Yeah. Right on. Oh, very cool. I think a little bit older than your older kid.、Uh, Vivian is six now.、Oh, and、right. Sam is. Is going to turn four in October. Right,、oh, so wow. your younger、uh, son's cl- yeah, closer. Yeah, yeah. And, and、uh, that's an active house, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. But like, most of, a lot of the people that we know that are, live around us, like Mark Andrews, we can't complain to them because they have like four kids.、Oh, right. So we've got two, and like, Mark, this is so crazy with two, like, cry me a river. I have four kids, and you're like, yeah, you know, and so it's been, it's, been, it's been great, you know, watching them become something. Uh, it's been amazing. You know, recently I've been very emotional because my daughter asked me to learn Korean. And、uh, I was just like, Really?、Oh, yeah. And she was like, Yeah, can, I, can you teach me Korean? I'm like, Yeah, sure. And、uh, when, I was a, when I was a kid, I pushed so much of it away being born here. I was like, I want to fit into this country and I don't want to. And uh, uh, watching uh, 
her say like how do I spell my name in Korean and it's just like it's still in there like all the like the language that I had learned so that heritage is there so it's just like here's son you know and like this is it's the shape of the s is shape of a roof it looks like a house and like boy her like whatever I had in me was like whoa wow you really want to learn that and you know she's discovering herself and that's been really great have you guys been um um you know feeling the milestones like you know okay you have to get to this next level you have to push or do you guys are you guys pretty chill as parents oh parents um i mean robert you just started your parenthood yeah. so well, it started early for me though i have to say <laughs> whatever milestones of like all right you gotta be you gotta you just wanna you, you just gotta be i mean i don't know i feel that thing of like what's normal like mm -hmm. and i don't know why because it doesn't make sense when i think about it like why why push for normal so much yeah but, I just want to make sure that everything's okay. Yeah, you know, that I'm yeah. doing everything I can. Yeah, so it's absolutely. always that. I feel like it's not so much like, oh my gosh, Abby, you've got to be this, you've got to be that. Yeah. But it's like, am I doing all right? Like, is Mike, maybe I should be pushing them. Then they'd be like doing better. And it's, it's more my insecurity than it is sure. like worrying about that she's developing at the right rate. You know? It's well, like, how hardcore were your parents with you? They're pretty loose. I was like the second kid. You know, really? my, my, my parents are like, I'm fourth-generation American, uh -huh. you know, so Japanese-American. So they were pretty, like, like, out of all my friends who were all Asian, like, my parents were like, oh, my gosh, your parents are, like, they're, like, Caucasian. So getting into the, <laughs> so getting into the arts was not an issue. <clears throat> my dad really wanted to go into business. Yeah, yeah. And I, I actually joked with him, like, oh, my gosh, you know what? Forget the <clears throat> center. I'm going to go to this junior college and study business, Dad. And I saw his face kind of like, oh, that's great, son. You yeah. Know? And, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm totally kidding. Yeah. You know, like, okay, yeah. I mean, they were very supportive, though. They're wow. Supportive. The same thing with you, Dice? Yeah, you my guys? family, I mean, you know, I grew up in Japan. Yeah. So, uh, my, you know, I grew up with my mom. My mom raised me and my sister yeah. alone. And uh, my mom is just, just incredibly liberal, forward-thinking person. Yeah. So she did not want me to go to, she didn't want, want me or my sister to go to, school in Japan after mm. high school mm. she said you gotta get out of Japan and just really look at Japan from outside you know yeah um, so like f she never wanted us to go towards anything that we don't want yeah. very very um, she left us alone and almost too much because she was always busy because she was busy supporting us right like she she like raising two kids back in 80s in Japan as a woman is really hard. Very difficult, yeah. So uh, for her to, uh, you know, uh, to do that, she had to work all the time. Like, sh she was not around. But to work that hard, I feel like you guys are both so disciplined. Uh, doesn't, is, is, that's a part of you then. Like, even though she was liber liberal and very easygoing, she must have created some sort of independent spirit in you that... Yeah, very independent. Like she, she did. She just didn't tell us what to do at all. Wow. So I think it's part. I think we were kind of lonely when we were growing up a yeah. little bit because uh, she wasn't around and she didn't really seem interested. Yeah. But but also she kind of left us alone to make our own decisions huh, and stuff. Fascinating. Like yeah. Well, it's just that my parents were so strict, in a very cliche kind of classic way, and uh, I rebelled very hard against that when I was. Uh, because they did not want me to go into the arts at all. Mm. Like the concept that your dad was just like, love for you to go to business. Maybe not dad. And like, oh, well, that's fine. <clears throat> Boy, that was not going to uh. be it. And I really had to fight to get out of New York to come out to California.
But your mom, like uh, I read some interviews, and your mom was more kind of open to you going towards art. No, not at all. She was the hardest because oh, yeah? she was an artist herself. But in Korea at that time. They didn't let women, or in her family, right. they didn't spend the money for the women to do anything else. And uh, they had one male in their family, and uh, so she was denied all that stuff. Got uh, and so when I was growing up, it was going to be the same thing. Like, art is, there's no future in art. That's what she mm-hmm. had learned. And so she was really adamant about, like, anytime I drew in my notebooks, she would get so angry and throw them out. And, like, oh, you have God. to... So she was, she was the harshest. But she was, she was an artist, artist yeah. Right? And so she had a dinner, oh, and that's I'm sure I that's see. where I get it. But boy, uh, she was really against it. And um, I, I, as an adult now, I know that that's a part of me, the rebellion that was of just like, you know, like no, I, 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 we should do it this way. Um, um, it really has affected me, and. Uh, but, but, I mean, obviously you went the path of going to California, going to CalArts. Yeah. yeah. What, I mean, how did that fight go? How did, so your parents really didn't want you to go. They wanted you to do anything else. They wanted me to run the store. My, my dad has an art supply shop in, in, in New York, and uh, that was going to be my thing, and uh, I didn't want to When did do it. The, the, your, parent, your, your dad owned the grocery store? Yes, the that's right, right, yeah. And then when did that business shift to art supply because art supply yeah. and then your kids becoming artists seem pretty natural yeah, yeah it was in high school when they um he switched it up it was you know the grocery store hours are so long they're like you know from four o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock mm. at night my father was just working every day and then i remember him telling me when i later in high school that why he changed was because he was so tired of those hours that he wanted to work with his hands. And so he went to the Javits Center and, uh, um, um, you know, this convention center in Manhattan and uh, look was looking for a job. They had some, like, job fair. Mm-hmm. And then he found this old white dude that was like, I'm selling my frame shop. And my dad wanted to work with his hands, so he said, I can make frames. I'd love to learn that business. And the guy said, I'll teach you, but if you're interested in buying the shop. And my dad said, okay, I'll buy the shop. So he bought the shop and then he learned oh, to make frames. Wow. and then. But he's an your dad is an artist himself in in a way he understands art he yeah. appreciated art yeah he appreciates it and he kind of fakes it to be frank like uh, um um in making frames it's always like oh there's blue in this picture I'll pick a blue oh, mat yeah, but yeah. he's colorblind he <laughs> yeah he, he doesn't see blue or there's another color that he doesn't see so he fakes it but I wouldn't say that he he's like but he know, learned all that. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, he's one of the best framers. I, we, you know, we used to go. <laughs> that's right. Guy. Oh, that's we right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He, he's one of the best framers. He's, that's really yeah. such a meticulous <laughs> yeah, job. Yeah, and, right on. Yeah. He's colorblind, man. What? He's, yeah. He's, what? Yeah. All the color suggestions. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. uh, but uh, uh, he'd hate me for saying it, but, you know, he's retired now. But at that time, it was literally, I want to work with my hands and have a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. And, and, but and they still didn't want you to go for art. No, um, uh, my father started supporting me earlier than my mother did. Um, oh, really? My father started saying, like, if you want to do this, you have to figure it out. What do you need to do? And, uh, you know, you start asking people, like, I need to take life drawing classes. So I started doing that in the city at School of Visual Arts. And uh, my father said, you can do this, but you're going to still take over the business. And then once I said, 
once I got accepted to CalArts Cal Cal Dakota, California, I was like, that's my ticket out of here. And my mom's like, you're not going to go. You're not leaving New York. You're going to stay by the family. And um, it was a huge fight. I remember um, going to JFK uh, that, you know, like I had my ticket to go to California. I'd never been to California before. I didn't even go to the school. I've never visited the school. It was just like, all I know is that the school has an animation program that, that's connected to feature film. And uh, I was so, I had fought with my parents so much that at that day of leaving, uh, I was, I, we had fought so much. It was before 9-11, so you could walk all the way up to the gate. And my brother was there, my mom and my dad. And my mom has the tissues and like, and then like, I was so like, you know, like stubborn and kind of prideful of just like, I'm not going to cry. I'm, mom's doing this thing that she's going to pull me in. And my dad was all proud and like, work hard, you know, and then in Korean and just tapping on the shoulder. I'm like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and my brother's like, I miss you, man. I'll see you later. And then, like, I didn't say anything to my mom. I didn't say oh, goodbye. Wow. I didn't say I love you. I didn't say anything. Uh, uh, I could feel the wells, like the the tearing up well, and I just turned away and then just walked down the aisle. And I remember my mom yelling at me, like, "You have to, you have to say bye, Saddam. Hey, I love you. I love you." I didn't say anything, and I got on the plane, all like stubborn and angry. And then, like, I sat next to this like old lady, and I remember the plane going. And I went, ah! <laughs> I started crying so hard. Well, I didn't know what I was doing, but it was all, it was like so much like rebellion and, uh, you know, exciting to like do something new. And, uh, you know, I was passionate about animation. I had, I, uh, for so long in my, of growing up in New York, it was, it was, you know, the one thing that I had that was my own thing, you know. Uh, Is that Disney or what, what was growing uh, up? What? Akira was that first one that I remember oh. watching a lot. And, uh, you know, I could still draw that <clears throat> motorcycle and I could still... And then Disney was a big factor, but comics were a big factor. Like I loved uh, um, 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 all the Marvel comics. And so it was New York at that, you know, New York is such a huge comic place. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of that. And, uh, but, you know, School at School of Visual Arts when you're learning animation, it's it's all like Sesame Street style. Right. It's either like flip, you know, like index cards, like you're flipping upwards. It's all opposite, uh, and everyone around you, no one was doing Disney stuff. It was just like I'm animating Bruce Lee, you know, and you're just like whoa, or like I'm animating, you know, um, um some burglar or something. But uh, that's a SVA high school program. It's a college program. Oh, I was yeah. doing it in high school. I, I was doing. Oh, it you? Oh, I see. I'm yeah. just curious, like, if we ever cross paths, because uh, I know we're close in age. You know. Um, I was there at um, 94, 93-94, and maybe a little ninety-five. I was there in Got the animation it. program. I I went to SVA from ninety-five, so maybe. Yeah, I had left at that time. Yeah, but uh, all I remember is. Um, the animation program was really small. Were you in the illustration program? Illustration, the, yeah. Yeah, because that's what that school was really famous for, right. was the illustration and the animation department. It was really tiny. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, how long were you there for? I didn't even Three realize. years, yeah. Graduated in 98, yeah. Did you know Enrico then as well? And I knew Enrico, uh, not then. Not then. Okay. Uh, I knew Enrico when I... Because Enrico and I both started at Blue Sky around the same time. Okay, okay. Yeah. Did you know Bill Pressing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wow. knew... So the Noodle Soup, that company that all oh, those yeah, guys yeah, worked yeah. at. Uh, oh, wow. I knew Bill uh, since then. Yeah, oh Bill was... Oh, my God. I know. Counts. I think that would have been... Alex Wu, you know. That's I knew, right. Alex yeah. Wu was there, too. 
that would have been my future. I would have, if I hadn't left New York, I, I feel like I would have been right. getting to know those folks. Good thing you came to California. No, no. <laughs> I, 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 still, I still think about it because my dad still jokes about it. Like, when are you going to come back to New York? Blue Sky is right here. Why don't you come over here? And it's like, I, I've made all my friends and family over here, Dad. That would be great to work over there, but I made my, my friends here you know, secretly like, I don't think I could ever because you would drive me crazy, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... Uh, <coughs> Every time we went to uh, Thompson's Art Supply, yeah. there is always the drawings. You, your drawings all over oh, the yeah, place. Yeah, your yeah. dad was so proud, and yeah. you know that's why it's so surprising to hear that your parents are against you. You know, in the beginning, because yeah. they were so excited and proud, and yeah. you know, I remember, you know, your dad is like, <coughs> "So you guys made Ice Age." My son made it incredible. You know? <laughs> oh my god! It was so amazing. Like oh I could feel the love. You know, like. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my, it's so embarrassing. But like, it's funny that like that pride later do I understand it because uh, it wasn't there early. They did. They don't. They didn't understand animation. Like, do your mm -hmm. parents understand? Or does your mom know what that you do? Not does she too really, much. Yeah. Does, does your parents understand no, what it is that you do? No. Yeah, they I have lots of advice. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dice and I are developing a story that my dad's just like, so why don't you come up with the story first and then go into production? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Totally. You could run a studio. But does he give you like business advice now that you guys are doing this? You're running a business. I mean, like, is there like elements that they also help support? Because I don't know any of that stuff. My brother now does that because he's taken over the store, so he understands that more. My, I could assume. I mean, definitely, Dice's mother has given us tons of advice. Really? <laughs> yeah, my mom actually is the the president of Tonkas Japan. We have a Tonkas entity in Japan. So she knows how to run. No, she doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we needed somebody to, you know, represent. Cool. Uh, who lives in Japan, so she's a retired uh, poet. You know, she's a writer, so she's. Oh. She, but she has a business experience, Creative. but. Definitely not uh, not this kind. But she gives advice because she's your mother. She, she gives she really does, solid yeah. advice. It comes like in a in the most gentle way possible, but it's mm -hmm. almost like undeniable that it's like ah, oh, it's really thoughtful, yeah. and we should do that. You know, that's great. Oh, that's amazing. great. Yeah, she's really really incredible woman. She must do the same. Like how proud she is of you, and how your parents must be so proud of you guys. Like, <laughs> is that weird to be this part of your life where your parents are proud of you? I think now it's like my dad, especially, he used to run his own pharmacy. He, he, the first job he had, he went out and started his own pharmacy with some friends. And I could see he smiles at the pain that we're going through of running a business. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. He kind of is like, ah, right of passage. Yeah, 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 good. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they're definitely, it's, it's at that point now where it's like, you know, if I call him, it's mostly to vent now. And he's yes. like, yes, just stop complaining. Yes. Pick up a pencil and do your thing. Oh, uh, yes. Like, if that's what you need to hear, then yeah, go. That's but, yeah, great. That's great yeah. advice. Yeah. But yeah, it's a different part of our lives, I think. Now that we all have families and yeah. stuff, mm -hmm. they can see like, uh, there's a, I can relate to my dad a lot more. I appreciate him a lot yeah. more. I, I feel like he's more proud of me, but also... I'm way more proud of him. Yeah. I, think it, I think it goes the other way a lot more. Um, um, with my father, recently, uh, I went back to um, New York, I think in the beginning of the year, and uh, um, he, you know, he's retired. And I see him in a new way where he's very stressed out about, like, 
What time did you say that Anna was going to come? What was the time? We have to prepare for that. You said you had to go do that thing with your friend. You have to prepare for that. You have to you have to do this. You have to do this. He was he's like really kind of stressed out over everything. I'm like, Dad, you're retired. Just calm down. Let's take it mm-hmm. easy. And it's like, okay, don't tell me. Blah blah. And uh, um, I didn't. You know, I was so naive about what was going on with him. And uh, um, I drove around with my brother to visit the old grocery store and. Uh, it's still there. It hasn't changed from the '70s, you know, and uh, it's in, one the, in, in the Bronx. Near oh, Bronx, the, the Bronx yeah. one. And uh, um, um, uh, going there, there's another Korean who runs that store, and the store is about the size of this place. It's full of vegetables. Maybe it's a little longer. My father brought me into it, <coughs> and uh, um, there were some Hispanic people working the register in the back, and my father just went right to the back of the store, mm-hmm. and that guy was like, "Hey, hey, hey!" And I'm like, "I'm so sorry. Uh, he, he used to run this place. You know, he started this store." And he's like, he didn't care. And then my dad went right to the back. I'm like, Dad, hey, this is not your store anymore. And my dad went right to the back and went to this dark closet. Little hole. Black, no lights, no chairs, no pillows, wooden floor. I mean, wooden walls. And it had, like, blood on it just because of the butchery, that kind of stuff, uh, you know, the meat. There's an old Korean um, um, guy sleeping against the wall like this, you know. He must have been 70 years old. Gray hair and just like... And then, like, my dad was standing over it. And I'm like, Dad, don't bother him. You know, and then... And the guy woke up and said, oh, 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 great, you know, like doing this whole thing. Oh. And my dad was just like, oh, you know, and like meaning like, how's the store going and everything. And then like, he's like, oh, not so good and this kind of stuff. And this, literally, I remember being in the store when I was a kid. Nothing has changed. The mm. store, nothing has changed since the 70s. And uh, um, I, I, was, I, was, I was moved because my father built everything. He built that fridge, the meat locker, the oh. door still there. He built all the... The, the shelves for everything, the cashier box, everything he built in this store. And the guy didn't change a single thing in 30 plus years. Wow. And uh, um, I left the store and I was going, Phil, oh man, it hit me so hard. I, I, my brother, Phil, who's running the art supply store, I'm just, I call him all the time. And I'm just like, I was just with dad at the old grocery store and uh, it hasn't changed at all. He goes, I know. And I'm like, that, there's been a Korean guy there that's been running it and hasn't changed anything. And my brother goes like this. I know, that's me. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that guy took over that store, didn't change anything. I'm taking over dad's art supply store and I'm not changing anything. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you have to, you, it's, 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 it's where, I'm, where I'm at right now, uh, Peter. And I'm like, Phil, what are you, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? And uh, um, I started talking about uh, dad and his nervousness and everything. And he goes, do you understand that that's how dad built everything? Do you understand that like he comes to the store now, the art supply store, and tells me about every little inch. You have the brushes here. There's two inch space here. And there's the other set of watercolors here. You can put something here to sell something. Every little inch my dad worried about it. And he knew mm. how to put where the frames should go. Every brush should have a place. And uh, um, he goes, my brother says, dad had a vision. Dad took that store, it used to be nothing. It was an empty store. And then he knew to place the vegetables here. He placed it in a certain place. He built the cashew, he built the, uh, the, the box. And then he, once he finished that, he moved on. Hmm. And then he found another uh, grocery store, empty, and changed it up and built it and rebuilt it, made more money, sold that, and started until he got a big grocery store, New Rochelle. Mm-hmm. And then he sold all that to get this art supply store. And then he redid it all. And he kept talking about dad has that vision uh, and that 
and Phil says, I don't have that. You have that, Peter. You, you, you're able to see something from nothing that dad does. And I said, I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't, I, don't, I don't see it that way. But my brother kept talking about that. He doesn't have that, hmm. that idea of seeing something from nothing and creating something. And then as artists, that's like something that we do. You, you look at nothing and then you're able to find a home in this empty space and build something there and mm-hmm. uh, uh, it was very moving for me that like I took so for granted the idea of a little grocery store mm-hmm. can be yeah. a film can be mm-hmm. a piece of art can be something that someone has vision for and uh, it was really powerful to see that my dad now who's like 70 and like still still look reaching for that vision of making something better and like no no this you have to make sure that you do it this way mm-hmm. and uh it's it's in the blood, you know, and uh, I believe in my brother too that he has it too. He just he understands that he didn't work for what he had, you know, meaning he didn't build mm-hmm. that store from scratch mm-hmm. that my father had, and that he sees the um, the importance of that. And I, I see you guys. The last time I was here with Mike, I was so inspired by what you guys were doing because you guys are literally doing everything. You guys are literally building a home from scratch. You guys have a vision. Of what you guys want and that is a really rare and special thing and uh i was so inspired by it i kept telling everyone like man i kept imagining like when you guys bring your kids here like it's my that's what i did growing up i'd go to the grocery store or i'd go to the art supply store and watch my parents and family work you know like work for a living that is theirs you know um, um, um and seeing you guys do the same thing was i can't tell you how inspiring it was it was like i understand it i understand the the family business concept. I know this. I know. I know you know what I mean. Like this is mm-hmm. something that you guys are putting together with your hearts, and uh, it's just nice that it's not four in the morning to eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> but it was. It was a big deal. It was. It was really cool to um, see my dad and understand what that was, and you know, in my own life, trying to live up to those same kind of <clears throat> rigors. You know, I don't. I don't know how much you guys seem like. You guys are pretty perfectionists. Like you have a. Like when you see that the color is not right, that you will do everything that you can to make it right. And uh, um, um, it's a way of living that I didn't realize. I always thought I was just artists, but um, um, mm-hmm. even a grocery store guy can live the same way. And it's uh, amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. But now he's now he's chilling out, you know. And uh, um, do you guys think about that? Do you guys think about and I don't ever think about it, about like retirement, but seeing my father go through it, boy, it is, it is really made me, you know, um, he always says work hard and play hard. And, uh, you know, how, you know, working hard at home, at work and then at home, have I been working hard at home as much as I can? I don't know if I have, to be honest, I don't know if I have. And so uh, these life lessons of like everything I have into the art and then like going home and going everything I have into the kids mm. and uh, have I been doing that I don't know about you guys when you go guys go home can you shut off the work can you turn it off and just mm-hmm. be present I don't know I don't know if I have been and uh, I have tried very hard now as of late and uh, um, I only have so much energy and my work energy goes down when I bring up that home energy and so trying to find that balance mm-hmm has been mm-hmm. has been kind of crazy and again like like you were saying like my wife has been doing so much of the heavy lifting mm-hmm. uh, with with the, with the, with the kids and uh, um, I don't know 
it's I guess it's a good thing. It really fuels everything. It's one of the most challenging things I think about you know the field of work we're in. It's just that work life balance. It's like you can't really do the work without <clears throat> I mean, I feel like all of us probably get so much energy from yeah. life outside of what we do and they yeah. kind of fuel each other. Yeah. Um, but it's such a hard balance to strike. And yeah. I don't think you know, like these devices we have, yeah. you know, for all, the longest time, Jenny would just be like, put the phone down. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, um, but it's such a hard thing. It's such an extension of our business and who we are. Yeah. Um, it's a hard thing. I don't know. I mean, you direct, just directed a film and, and, you know, that I imagine takes time. I mean, that's yeah, a demanding yeah. job. I mean, yeah. everybody's kind of counting on you, yeah. you know, to kind of come up with the... Yeah. With the everything, you know, guide yeah. us kind of through this war. And, yeah. Um, I mean, how was how was that? I mean, it was it was the hardest thing I'd ever done for sure. It was very emotional, a process. It was um, my favorite thing is collaborating with all those folks that you guys know. You know, all the friends there. You know, uh, I keep thinking about it in these terms, and it's going <clears> to <throat> sound so philosophical and meta, but I swear to God, it was something that I really felt, and it was the idea of. I don't know if, you've, if either of you have played violin. I tried to take violin lessons as an adult maybe three or four years ago. And uh, um, um, the violin has no frets. It's just a smooth board. And so when you're playing the violin, you have to find your notes. Mm. Meaning when you find your note, you go... You have to find your C. And uh, um, it's hard to figure that out, what C is. But the teacher was like, when you play C correctly, the other strings will vibrate, giving you something called a sympathetic vibration, meaning they know that it's C and it's striking a chord that they're also humming. And so when you play, you can feel it and you're like, okay, that's C. And uh, um, I felt that with a group of people, like even as hard as it was, the fact that like everyone knew that our priority was to make the film as best we could, you know, and that to take care of this kid that was sick everyone was on the same board on the same page and there are meetings that I, and times that I could feel that buzz of everyone going to a, you know a very you know all, all for a cause uh, when you're in this war and um, it was very emotional for me to see that it was it was a, it was a dragon for me to chase of like oh my goodness I, I, I didn't know it could be like that I have felt it in other projects before on, on a smaller de departmental level, but when you're seeing it on an on a orchestra level, it was quite moving, I have to say. And so, so you're working hard to do that, but to what you're talking about, that balance of family, I totally dropped off. The, I dropped the ball on. I, I had not, you know, like, I had two kids during the making of this thing, you know, from the early version of it, Vivian was born, and then the, and then at the end of that version, Sam was born, and then, the the, 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 the the good dino the, the latest version of it um, those two years or a year and a half was really um, I didn't see Sam and uh, I had seen Vivian in her age but then like when I had when I saw Sam I told you guys the last time that like like who the hell are you I don't even know you and it hit me very hard like this is my father I, I remember my father working this hard mm -hmm. and uh, um, as a kid I didn't realize it because you know I was at the store sometimes but whatever but I have to believe that even though my father didn't get to see me as much growing up because he was so busy that he knew that his working hard would one day 
show me that it was all for the family. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, it has. And, and so I hope the same thing that my kids can understand that, like, I worked this hard for all of us. You know, uh, part of it was survival, for sure, to be, to be sure, like, just get it done. But at the same time, you know, I just hope that because that, even though I joke about, like, you know, trying to balance life, I did learn from my father's work ethic. You know, that he he worked that hard to put food and, and get us a, a, a roof over our heads. I can't deny that. He didn't have the luxury to do what I can do and just go home at like 5, 30, 6 o'clock and say, what do you guys want for dinner? Like, uh, uh, that's a luxury, you know, from my father. And so mm -hmm. I get it. And so I, don't, I have to learn to not take that for granted. But yeah, it was really hard. But at the same time, very inspirational just in terms of what a team can do uh, when they put their heart forward. And it's it's tough, you know, those lessons of here's my heart, people stomp on it, and you're just like, mm -hmm. oh my God, that really hurt. But what's the best thing? You gotta put your heart out again, and again, and again. That's the best thing for it, and uh, it'll get stomped on, and uh, the hope is that you don't get jaded. You know, the hope is that you don't go like, I'm never putting my heart out again, I just want money. You know, the hope is never to go down that route. Mm -hmm. The hope is to continue to go, how do I be sincere about it? How do I, you know, um, 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 put our hearts forward in a way that is truthful? How do you, how do, you do that? You know, and uh, that's, that's the game, you know. It's going to get stomped on. And uh, what's funny about the good dino is that, like, you know, it, 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 had a rough, it had a rough going for sure, but there's so much faith in the child like that because you're like it has strength it's got strength they can go out in the world and even if people are mean it has a good strong independent spirit on its own it can handle himself and uh, or herself or whatever and uh there's a satisfaction in that as a parent going like you know when you when your kids get old enough to go bye daddy bye bye mommy do you go does this kid have all the tools Son, do you have everything? Daughter, do you have everything that you can? And then when you go out there, you know, it's so thrilling. Like, uh, recently I went to Hawaii, to the Aulani. Uh, have you guys ever been out there mm -hmm. to, like, fake Hawaii? Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, you know, um, um, at the Disneyland Hawaii, I mean, uh, Aulani, they, it's like Disneyland where they have all this stuff for the kids. And so there's essentially, like, a babysitting house called Auntie's Beach House where you let your kids be there and kids, uh, people will take care of them while you go, like, I don't know, drink Mai Tais, I don't know what you do. We put our two, our, our kids, Vivian and Sam, into this comedy show where there was, like, a guy, like, telling jokes about, like, dogs and, like, little kindergarten stuff. And uh, um, um, the parents are not allowed in there. Uh, and you can peek through the windows. And uh, Anna and I came back a little bit early to pick them up and we were seeing the end of the show and we were watching through the windows and they couldn't see us. And they're all sitting there, you know, what, 30, 40 kids. And the comedian's like, hey, does anyone want to tell a joke? And then my son and daughter were like this. <laughs> and I was like, what? You know, like, what? Who, who are these kids? And then like, all right, come up here, come up here. And then my daughter goes up and she's up there. And I was just like so proud of like, wow, she, she's going to go up there and tell a freaking joke. I hope this joke is good. Jesus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she goes up there and then like, okay, where are you from? She's like, California. And then she's like, what city? And she's like... Oakland and like the guys like go Warriors right guys and then she's like she didn't know what that meant and then, like, okay well, so what's your joke and then he goes okay so why 
uh, uh, did the banana go to the doctor? And every, all the kids were like, why? And then she goes, because she wasn't peeling well. And everyone's all, ha, 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 ha. And then she walked off and I, I was looking at my wife like, where did that come from? Like, we haven't taught any of that stuff. It was a feeling of like, boy, she got up in front of people and she said something and she has a strength. And then Sam goes up there all like, like kind of pissed off. And we're like, what is Sam doing? And then, he, and then the guy's like, where are you, where are you from? And he's like, California. And then it's like, what city? California. And then everyone laughed at that. But I'm like, that wasn't a joke. <laughs> he's totally kind of pissed off for some reason. And then he goes, okay, what's your joke? And the guy, and Sam, who's like, you know, three and a half is just like, you know, what's a dog's favorite food? And then everyone's all, what? And he goes, dog food. And then like left. And then everyone's all, ha, 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 ha. And then, and then like we, like Anne and I were like so full of like pride, like pride that they couldn't be on their own. And there was, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not exactly the same, but there was a similar feeling with a movie and a piece of art mm -hmm. that you're putting out into the world where you're like, wow, you can go out there on your own and mm -hmm. do totally. this thing, you know? And, uh, uh it was so funny seeing Sam afterwards, like, Dad, I'm f the funniest guy. And you're like, yeah, yeah, you're pretty funny, kid. And it's just like, Vivian, right? I'm the funniest. And like, yeah, the funniest. And she, she's just all like, and we're like, you know, you know what I'm you, like, there'll be a time when you're going to be like, okay, kid, walk. Like, I don't know if you have that threshold where your kid is allowed to only walk a certain distance from you before you have to go, hey, come back. Do you have that? Well, well your, your kid is so young, but I, I remember that vibe of like when they start, they start first start to learn to walk. There's only like a, a five foot radius that you'll let them go mm -hmm. to. And then as they like they get older and older, you get you can let them go down the street a little bit more on the sidewalk. But then now at, at six, Vivian is just like running down the sidewalk all the way around the block. And you're like, yeah, that, that's OK. Nope, I can't, you know, like, <laughs> like, knowing that there's some tether and it feels like the same way with art, like. It's just with time you're able to just like let things go and because uh, I don't know about you guys I was terrible in art school I was very much like I don't I don't want to show anybody this garbage let's see what you got no I don't want to show it you know I was so embarrassed and so ashamed of work and uh, it took me a long time to go hey what do you guys think and uh, I feel like I'm the same as a parent like hey go out in the world not not you know I'm not saying my kids are are pieces of art I'm just saying that there's a, somehow there's some link to raising the kid and, and putting you know creative energy into them. Mm -hmm. It's hard to balance being precious versus kind of letting the trust in them. Yeah. See well, did you grow up like that too? Did you grow up like riding your bike far away from home and like it was really safe or were you tethered to the house? Well, just because my mom was not around, I think both me and my sister were just doing probably way too much uh, more than kids or normal kids would were allowed to do usually. Uh -huh. yeah. I would say the same thing because my parents worked so right, long right, 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 right. that my brother and I, we would just be gone in mm -hmm. the city just doing stuff that we should not be doing. Right. Now, would you, now did you have the same thing? No, actually, my, I was almost the opposite. My mom was, she was a fashion designer, but she left doing her work to kind of watch me and my brother. So my mom was the mom that was always like the PTA mom. So when so she was there, she was always there. Like oh, when I was in class, she was always right there around in the hallway. Yeah. If I got in trouble, it means I had to pass her going to the principal's office. Yeah, right? yeah, so, I see. Wow. Yeah, my mom was in everything. Wow. Always there. Always so, there. And so my next question is, 
Would you guys feel as parents that you would want them to be free like that? Or would you want to be around them? Like, so for me, I was one of those kids who wanted to climb up on everything. Uh-huh. And I, every friend's house, I had to be on top of the rooftop. Oh and uh, the few times I almost lost my, like I almost fell from the roof. And uh, one time I actually did fall and uh, my, I hit my head onto concrete uh, street. Oh my God. And uh, I, I bleeded from my ears. And, you know, it was like a really scary moment yeah, you know, for I my mom. Imagine. You know, I'm, I really appreciate my mom still always just kind of trusted me and just let me do whatever. I don't know if I can ever do that to my son. Like I, yeah. I, I even get so scared of like my son just riding a bicycle yeah. alone. You know, that's yeah. just so scary. I know, me. me too. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. Because I'm trying to shake it off. Because I want to have them mm-hmm. have that independent spirit that like my brother and I had, where we're just like, there wasn't. They weren't trying anything. They just there was no other option. You know, other than. They're working. What do you want to do? Right. Well, let's go down there and see that drunk Puerto Rican dude. Like, all right, <laughs> go over there, and uh, uh, you know, I want that for my kids, but there's no way I could do it. I, I feel so yeah. overly like, Vivian, don't go that far, and I can hear myself saying, "Don't go that far," like, and wanting her to not have those boundaries. Like, I don't want her like drawing something and go, Vivian, don't go that far. Okay, you know, like <laughs> or writing something and living life and. I'm so scared of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to stop it. I'm, I'm so, I don't feel like I'm that brave. And uh, where, you know, like maybe I need to find a new job where I have to work 11 to 4 o'clock <laughs> in the morning or whatever. And then my kids are just up to what they, I know I'm the same. And uh, it's yeah. funny that you grew up the same way too, where you're free and there's a benefit to it. Mm-hmm. There is. There's absolutely a benefit to that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just media these days that, that tricked me out. And uh, um, I, I guess I'm, I've been in this mode just because, like, you know, de- developing something new has brought me into this kind of personal space of thinking a lot about my life. Mm. And uh, uh, it's funny because on The Good Dino, <laughs> you do a lot of press and you go around the world, like, talking to a lot of reporters. And the reporter's like, so, Peter, what was the personal story behind this thing for you? And it's just like, I have to be frank, you know, um, this idea didn't come from me originally. It came from another director and I took over it and there's a lot of personal ideas in the film that's from my life but I can't tell you that the the beginning of this thing was you know from a personal space and uh, they would go oh okay you know and they would be like oh man like they just want that great Pete doctor story like I was looking at my daughter and like mm-hmm. oh, and I didn't I didn't have it that way I had I've dealt with death I've dealt with you know um, 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 uh, you know, confidence issues and a lot of that stuff in the movie. Um, but at the same time, like now in development, because it's really just coming from my own research into it is a whole other thing. And uh, uh, for you guys, like with the Dam Keeper and like getting that going, do you guys feel the same way? Or is it like, because I feel like you guys have such a trust thing that like I don't I don't have in my life. I'm very envious of it. And uh, I have trust with my friends, but like the, the idea that you guys can like, focus on the different aspects of the soul of a, of a movie is amazing but like you guys must do that you guys must tap in because Robert the last time you are talking about it was like DICE has this North Star that kind of helps guide some of the emotions and, 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 and where that needs to go is that is that a personal thing for you or is that what is it I'm, I'm just curious because mm. it's been so different for me now 
and I don't know what it is. This all could, I might, you know, they might fire me tomorrow. I have no idea, but like, it's just been interesting digging that way. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you guys in that kind of realm, or has it been? Because I guess Moon was like, we, we, you found a project that was uh, not yours, right? But then you guys are we injecting. Found, yeah, Robert had this uh, childhood story experience that really resonated with the children's book story, yes. and then we shifted the. Uh, the core of the story a little bit towards Robert's story. That's great. And the way we play is we always, you know, one kind of brings that personal touch and the other yes. plays the objective role to make sure that communicates to the audience. Um, so well, sometimes when you're too attached, you lose the sight, objective kind of a perspective. Yeah. But you have to have a subjective, personal attachment to the story. Yeah. And for us, it's we always try to play that. Even within the project, like, you know, Moom started with Robert's story, but sometimes Robert plays the objective role. Yes. And, you know, so it's not like, um, you know, the dynamic is completely black and white. Yes, um, yes. Right? Like, I think that's kind of what we, we try to do. And Robert's really, in particular, I think, really good at bringing in objective perspective or different perspectives yes. just to test. You yeah, know? and shake it up. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's interesting. Like, uh, you know, we, I, I do think we trust each other, but we also depend on each other. It's kind of like, it's out of necessity mm. more than anything. Like, in order for us to get to the place we want to, I think, both as filmmakers and, and artists, I think we need each other yes. now. And I don't know if it'll always be like that. I think we're pretty honest about there might be a point in time yeah. where, you know, we might want to strike out and do our own thing. Yeah. And, uh, but right now, I think both of us kind of feel like just so many great things come yeah. out of the collaboration. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I, and, and I, I, you know, we were talking a little bit about, you know, I feel generally that DICE is kind of this emotional North Star of like, oh, we kind of want to get there. Yeah. Um, and, and we kind of just, you know, both challenge but support each other to yeah. kind of get there. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things that I feel like, you know, uh, looking at, you know, kind of a role as a director and, yeah. and it's like you almost have to do that yourself, right? Yes. Like kind of play both yeah. sides. And we've seen that in a lot of directors we admired, of yeah. like the ability to kind of do both. And yeah. I just feel like with us, I don't feel like either of us feel like we have the strength to do that by ourselves at this point. Fascinating. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we're not quite there yet. Well, it's just starting out, you know, yeah. and learning how to get the best uh, out of this kind of a collaboration. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, eventually, like, you know, I think uh, Miyazaki, Hayao yes. Miyazaki is a director we look up to, of yes. course, and yeah. a lot of the Pixar directors. Yeah. And But I feel like some people like you, like, you know, uh, Pete, like the, all the things we heard about you as a director on Good Dino, you know, everybody talked about how how you kind of openly kind of collaborated and, and trusted your crew mm-hmm. to help you. Mm-hmm. So it's not just you telling everybody everything, but it's yeah. like you guided them so that they could actually guide you in yeah. certain areas. Absolutely. I think that's the type of director we want to be. Like, mm-hmm. I know not every director is like that, yeah. but we really admire directors like that. I think uh, there are a few other directors we worked with that. Pixar and yeah. very much like that. Yeah. They're also like, you know, people like Miyazaki who yeah. might have an answer to everything. Yes. That's incredible. Yeah. But I don't know if if we are like that, yeah. uh, you know, or if if we strive to be like that. Yeah. Um, 
But one thing yeah. he like I always really admired, even from before I met you, yeah. really admired about looking at your work was you also kind of were not you weren't limited by any of the kind of you know when kids graduate school now they're it's like always like well do you want to do environment design character design yeah. animation yeah. like what ex- you have to know yeah. and when I looked at your work you had done you know design work yeah. you had done storyboarding yeah. animation and you weren't really limited like your voice wasn't limited by these kind of departmental barriers that are put up and uh, you kind of came from Warner Brothers mm-hmm. and you know internet Warner Brothers came to Pixar uh, that's something as like a director I'm curious like not many people have that experience of being able to work in all these different departments mm-hmm. with all these people. How did that? How did that happen for you? I'm mean, not that it happened for you. I, yeah. I know that's something that you know you worked very hard for. But what was that experience like? Kind of working these different departments, eventually <coughs> becoming kind of director, and yeah. how did that affect also you know your view of directing? I mean, I feel like that has to be a part of what you know Dice is talking about a little bit of your understanding of so much of what goes yeah. on to make these films, I guess. I think it has to do with, first of all, thank you guys, that's very nice stuff you guys are saying, but the idea of generosity and luck, there's a, there's a component to that. My own passions to making movies with, you know, uh, I think those were two things for sure. Um, um, getting my first job at Warner's was just because we were hungry and um, Brad Bird and Tony Ficelli could see that. and. Uh, he, he saw something that he liked in the portfolio, but enough that we were like hungry to do the work and uh, um, and about learning. That's what I remember Brad saying that like you're you're you, you know you're you're, ner- you're you you're always learning zone. You know like the film love keep that going, and uh, um, um, that has kind of helped me a lot in terms of why I'm doing something. So when I got to Pixar. Um, in the art of, because I applied for animation and I didn't get into animation, and uh, I went back to LA, and it was like several months before I got a, a, a call from Ralph Eggleston saying, "Hey, we saw your portfolio. Come and interview up here. Would would you mind doing artwork?" And I was like, "Sure." I wasn't doing anything at the time. I was like, "I'll do anything," you know. And uh, um, going up there, Ralph, again, that generosity and luck for me that he even saw the portfolio gave me that chance. That wasn't me. That was literally that portfolio got slipped out of the animation and then got into the art department. And then Ralph asked me to do scuba designs and help out with the, the fish tank stuff. And uh, But as I was doing the fish tank, it was literally the same love and passion for movies that whatever I was designing, I tried to design in a filmic way. And doing like essentially boards. If I had the tank, what props would I need in the tank to make it feel like a prison or feel like something? And uh, Andrew saw that, and again, his generosity and the luck of him going like, hey, we could use you in story. I wasn't like, hey, I want to do story. I had never done story before. But he saw that stuff and was like, hey, go into story. And so the, doing those two jobs on that show um, um, gave me a lot of experience. But uh, uh, I, you know, Brad also knew that I had worked with him before and wanted me to come on there. And so again, it was Fuccelli saying, hey, why don't you just come over, generosity, just come over, and we're designing characters, just come and have fun with us. And so just literally like us sitting at a table, just drawing stuff, and then that became design work. And then we, they, I got in the art department that way. But then once stories started kicking in, 
Mark, had, Mark Andrews, who was my story teacher at CalArts, saw that I had been doing boards on Nemo and was like, hey, well, we need the help. And so all these things were generosity, but at the same time, they knew that I was very passionate of it, about it. And that, that got me into these things, and then into animation. I had told them, like, Brad, it's been so fun to go into art and then into um, story. I'd love to animate on the show. And he's like, yeah, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, you're hungry, you know, talk to Fuccelli. And then, like, started that way. And then I was, you know, it was really through people's generosity in that way. And uh, that taught me a lot, too, in directing, like, that same generosity of, like, you know, like, hey, it feels like you, you're talking about something that you're passionate about other than an idea. Hey, do you mind talking to this person and getting that going? You know, and so that, that, has, that has been a big part of uh, that fun of going through different departments. At the same time, in every department that I was in, I did not care about my title. I did not give a shit about that. I did not care about the long hours that I'd work. I wouldn't charge, and that's not a smart thing to do. But at that time, I didn't care. All I cared about was whatever I can do to make the film better. And um, I don't care if you're just a sketch artist or if you're a supervisor, or if, and uh, um, um, Andrew was like that, and Brad was like that as directors, as my first experiences, that they didn't care. Whatever idea to make the film better was their priority. At Warner Brothers, on, on, on other work that I had done there, you know, uh, um, on, on, I, I remember the feeling that people just cared about their job titles. I'm a supervisor, so I have to be a supervisor meaning I have to tell you what to do versus growing people and saying, okay, this person is really uh, uh, helping the movie out. Okay, get this person. This person's helping the movie out. They don't, it's not about that anymore. It's just about mm. making the, the, the film. And uh, um, that really ha had a huge impact on me throughout the years uh, and, and being able to jump from process to process. The other thing too was, Seeing how all the departments worked was fascinating too. And it was only the art side, I mean the creative side, I didn't see how the technical side worked. But how art was a small family always. Story always felt like it was a, 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 um, a little group of Navy SEALs. That each story artist was very specialized in, I'm a demolitions guy, I'm the sniper. And then in, the, in animation, it was a group uh, army that was all with one voice. The family of art, the small specific tools of story, and then the massive voice of animation was interesting to see how each dynamic worked. Uh, and that helped me out a lot in working with the technical departments because, you know, they were very similar. You know, um, there was groups that felt very familiar, like where they would work together in family clusters and then go off and create something and all talk about it like art. In story, it was just like, we need a comedy scene. You go do that. Yes, sir. You know, and then like come back with a comedy thing. And then there was a much more independent spirit, even mm. though they can gather at the same time. But then animation is just like, we need to move this whole mountain over. And uh, they knew how to communicate with each other. Mm. And uh, that, that, that showed me a lot. Um, um, seeing how the directors worked in voicing. I did a lot of scratch stuff. Seeing how the directors gave direction to me as a scratch artist, having worked with doing Scratch for a lot of these films, taught me a lot mm. about people's priorities and how they got um, um, the best out of you. And uh, everyone was different. Every director is different. And they all have 
amazing ways and tools to get a performance out. And uh, um, that helped me a lot in the same way with working with everyone. Uh, I remember telling you guys about Ponyo and doing this, the voice stuff for uh, getting the, the, uh, the English dubs for, from these kids. And uh, boy, it is all about trust. You know, like you really learn that these little kids are like in a big room and it's, they've never acted before. And there's all this pressure of people like typing stuff and like, okay, next. And then like next one. And so you could feel the energy and you're like, hey, you know, your, my goal is like, I don't care how much time we're spending. I'm going to create a space that I want you to be comfortable and we're just going to play with each other and trust each other about this, okay? Because we have we have several weeks of this, and uh, um, it's not going to work if this person starts to like tighten up and get nervous. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the same way in I do my own work when Andrew or Brad or Pete gave me that same luxury of like, this is a safe space to draw. This is a safe space to, in a room where you can say whatever you want. If you don't like the idea, it's a safe space, mm-hmm. so we can learn to trust each other and. Uh, that was very valuable in, in everything that uh, I remember going through uh, was creating that, like, not creating it, but just having that space where you could trust each other. And uh, John Lasseter and those guys do the same thing. They really build places that you can trust each other and collaborate and work hard. And, 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 and that really is, can be the best of Pixar. Um, um, but boy, there are so many things I didn't know about myself, about... You know, I don't know when you guys make a decision about something like you guys are talking about, like trusting each other. But for me, you know, like it is a it is a solitary like kind of experience about like watching something over and over again. And you and you have to learn how do you stay objective. And uh, for me, the one of the tools that I had was like splitting my two parts of me. Right. There's the cerebral and then there's the heart that's connected to the gut. And uh, I think I told you guys about this before, but that idea really help me out. Do you know what I mean? That idea of uh, if someone was to show you something, I'll only open my heart. Don't even use my brain and just be mm-hmm. like, okay, heart, what do you see? And then close it and then, and then react to it emotionally and then allow myself to process it intellectually. For example, if I ask you, what's your favorite color? Don't think about it. Just say it. And then you go blue. And then I would go, okay, I just said blue. Why? And then I would go, critical on it. Why did I say blue? Mm. Is blue necessary? Is blue? And so that would help me stay objective, meaning I'm not looking at something over and over again emotionally. Mm-hmm. I try to protect that so that in a month when I see it again, I haven't, you know, watered that down. Mm-hmm. I can intellectualize over it constantly and it, it won't affect it. Mm-hmm. But that was a big deal for me of just watching something and going like, okay, that wasn't funny. There were three things that I felt immediately. I don't know why. But those are the things. Okay, close the door to the gut, protect it, and then go critical. And then it would be like, okay, so this sequence falls here. And then I need to understand that this is not working because of X, Y, Z. And then, and then you, and so that was very helpful for me in terms mm. of trying to stay objective when the kind process takes so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure you guys do the same thing, but boy, closing those doors have been really interesting and splitting them up has been, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, mm-hmm. but it has been... The out of survival something that helped me you know in that year and a half Um, when did you uh, become interested in like becoming a director like is it from the early on when you were still at Cal Arts or was there a point in your career that you like I think I'm gonna be a director someday kind of Um, and never the the, the, I never wanted to be a director Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make movies and uh, um, um, when I was in high school I made a short film 
I painted every cell, I inked it, I spent all my money on trying to make this little film. And, uh, um, you know, at SVA, you have those, like, closets, those, like, 60 millimeter Oxbury cameras where you're just in there and you're like, you know, I had a stack of cells that cost me a fortune. My parents didn't understand why I spent so much money on this thing. And, like, you know, and this, like, the, you know, the two days that you're there in the weekend just to shoot, like, a minute worth of stuff, you know, and you're like, oh, my goodness. But that first, like, like magic of, like, that kid walking to the store and, and, you know, about to get mugged or whatever, like, there was a magic to that idea and telling a story that I loved. And that, mm-hmm. I remember wanting to just do that yeah. for the rest of my life and, and, and making movies. And so it's amazing. I never wanted to be, like... Because director in my mind at, when I was a kid was like, you got to do this, you got to do this. And I, didn't, I, don't, I don't have enough confidence in myself to go like, you got to do this, you got to do that. It was literally like, hey, we're getting to make that part of the film here. Uh, look, we can make that magic happen right here. Look, hey, hey guys, let's do this. And it was that energy. And, and that started around um, uh, after doing uh, Partly Cloudy, like getting to do that short, the magic of bringing that around uh, was just like, Boy, this is so fun telling stories like this and uh, putting it out in the world. And I'm sure you guys had the same thing with Dan Keeper on a whole other level, you know. Uh, but that that really triggered, you know, more, the idea of like learning more about how to tell mm-hmm. bigger stories or like different stories. And uh, um, you know, because after that, it was co-directorship on 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 band with Bob, and uh, I was so happy to just be like. Being a part of making something, mm-hmm. like you know, like, and Bob knew me, knows me well enough to that. I don't care about co-directing or, like, the title of it. It's just like, he just wanted me involved to help him out, mm-hmm. and uh, it was an honor. And it was just like, yeah, let's do it. And uh, so it's the same thing, in going forward. Is just like, now that you know, uh, whatever's next in the future, it's just the idea of like that same magic of like, oh man, wouldn't that be cool mm-hmm. in 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 a movie. You know, like trying to have that cause, you know, like, you know, someone said this that really kind of hit me was just that idea of like going to war. Uh, like making films is like going to war. It's very difficult. You know, there's a lot of people and you're very passionate and you're and you're fighting for something. Uh, but having that cause is so important. Mm. You know, why are you fighting this war? <laughs> why are you doing this? Why are you fighting this? And uh, if you like to go to war just to go to war, then you're just crazy, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, that idea of like building a cause now, you know, and, and that's what I'm, that's what it's been lately. And I feel very grateful and lucky to be even doing it. But that cause of building something again of like, hey guys, wouldn't this be cool to just like do something like this? And the, so that cause has been, has been an interesting um, analogy for me uh, in terms of why, why I do this, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause it takes a toll out of your life. I, I missed, you know, my son, and uh, I, I want to do it again if it's worth it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know, maybe not. If they if they fire me, then I don't know, you know. Like you guys, like it's just, like all the friends there, they've become such a family to me, you know. And mm-hmm. um, you know, John, all those guys, Brad, you know, uh, Mike V, you know. Uh, all, you know, all the artists, all the animators, all the story guys, everybody, they have been so generous. And um, uh, I don't know how to repay them other than, you know, give them love. But at the same time, you know, like, 
it's a drive for me now, just like, you know, the, that they, they, when I had fallen, that they were all like, come on, you can do it, Pete. I've never had that before. People are like, we believe in you, buddy. And you're like, why do you believe me? <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, yeah, and so that, that, that uh, I, you know, it's, uh, I have a lot of gratitude. Uh, and like, again, like hearing, last time I was here, I can't tell you how inspired I was talking to Mike. I, I was talking my ear, Mike's ear off. And what's funny is that when we left you guys, we drove around the block and there was Alex Wu. Yeah, yeah, eating yeah. at this yeah. cafeteria. Oh yeah, he was oh, at the cafe. Uh, yeah, and he was just like in the window, like drawing, writing, or drawing something. And then I was like, "Holy shit!" There's another guy that's doing it too. That like is fighting his way to get his shit going. And there was just like honk honk. And then I didn't realize, but there were like a bunch of women up in front that were like, <laughs> and I was just like, "No, no, 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 no not you." And then and, I, and Mike, I, Alex was still not looking, and Alex was laughing. I mean, Mike Wu was laughing because Alex was still drawing, and I was like, "Fuck!" Beep beep. And they're like, "What's going?" These girls are like, "What's going on?" And that's when Alex looked up, and he was like, "And I'm like, oh hey man, just saying hey." And he's just like, "Yeah." And then we drove off, and uh, but like the conversation kept going about like, "Look how inspiring it is," you know these guys are doing it and have you guys talked to Alex a lot or is he not too much we, we had lunch together once it's just, yeah. Just, yeah I heard he moved did he move out of that building or is he still he, there they moved from a, another floor to another floor okay, yeah. okay. Oh, so that's what they got a bigger space okay. yeah. yeah really amazing what they're doing too yeah. have you cataloged I mean I, I know, I'm sure you cataloged this space that you have but have you like formally cataloged it because I know you guys are moving we have not I mean, we yeah, we've had several photographers in here. And okay. Zen's shot stuff in here. But okay, because yeah. like, um, um, the Miyazaki Museum. You know that book? Do you have that book? There's a great like kind of book of the museum oh, that has I little book, has yeah, great yeah, photos yeah, yeah. of the little details yeah. of the place. Yeah. I feel like you need to do that with this place <laughs> <laughs> and like get yeah. just to catalog it before you guys move. When are you guys moving at the end of the year or possibly? We don't know yet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, when Zen brings money to the studio. <laughs> okay, right on. Right on. Tomorrow. Right on. Well, I, I think uh, I don't want to take too much of your yeah, time, yeah, Pete, sure. but uh, maybe to wrap up, just, you know, as much as you can, share with us what's next. I know you talked a little bit about that you're developing your personal, yeah. you know, uh, film now. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what's coming to Pete Son. Um, it, it's, it's just been research at this point uh, of, of going down the long hallway of doors. Do you know what I mean? Where you're like going down the hallway, you open a door and like, uh, that's interesting. What's in there? Ooh, that's something really pretty. And then, and you mark that door. And so that's, that's what I've been doing right now in terms of marking, you know, again, I feel very lucky that, uh, Pixar is, you know, like giving me the chance to start researching and developing something. Uh, but I also know that, like, who knows what's going to happen to these ideas, you know, like you spread a lot of seeds and then hopefully one of them will start to grow. But at this point, it's so early. I'm just excited that I'm even I'm even getting to, like, stand in the garden at this point, you know, that I have fresh soil. I'm like, oh, wow. OK. And so that's really exciting. I'm also helping with the story interns this this summer. And so it's been eight students and they've been really great and they've been really inspiring for me just because, you know, seeing them also learn the story process reinvigorates me again. And uh, uh, Mark Andrews and I have been, Mark, it's Mark's program, but he's, uh, he wanted me to help out. And uh, it's just been the two of us with, these, with this gang of 
really, really inspiring people. And then I've been helping other shows here and there along the way. But yeah, it's, it's been really chill. You know, um, mm. I've been get, getting to go home a little bit uh, earlier sometimes to just hang out with the family. Um, but yeah, and uh, I look forward to the future. I'm such a nostalgic person, you know, of like looking back and seeing things out. It's, it's been really nice to just think about the future and what that is, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. I know, I can't wait to get something concrete. You know, it's, it's just like a lot of swimming right now. I'm like, here's an island. Oh, boy. You know, and uh, trying to... The world is waiting for, for your next film. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, Super exciting. Uh, yeah. Uh, that'd be awesome. Well, thank you so much, Pete, yeah, for of sharing course. your amazing No, sure. Thank stories. you, guys. Yeah. yeah. I know your time is super... You're making stuff, so your time is very, very important. We really appreciate you coming yeah. on. Thank yeah. you. I know your guys' time is very important. I would say my time at this point is not that important. But uh, uh, again, you guys are a source of inspiration for me. Honest to God, you have no idea. Like... Uh, like seriously, I'll be I'll be leaving this place thinking about it again. Like man, you know, and I think about my dad. I'm sure, and like, what a place like this can be. It's really cool. Awesome. Get that get that book. Make the photograph. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Of course.